You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. The Knicks stars looking sharp in the international tune-up stage of their ramp-up to the FIBA World Cup. Uh, that happens later this month. Jalen Brunson pitched a perfect game in Team USA's win over Spain on Sunday. Team USA still undefeated during this exhibition run here. Jalen Brunson, 9 for 9 from the field in his 21-point uh, effort in the win over Team uh, over uh, Spain for Team USA. Meanwhile, R.J. Barrett. Now, we talked about the American. Now we got the Canadian side, R.J. Barrett. Uh, a monster game as well over the weekend in their uh, Canada's overtime win over Germany. He had 31 points in this one. He had 13 for 14 shooting in this one. 11 of Canada's 17 points in the victory. Uh, bucket to send the game to overtime. Bucket to put Canada ahead. A dominant performance from R.J. Barrett. Uh, Josh Hart, by the way, also finally getting some action after he was sitting out for a while as they tried to negotiate his contract. He was getting rest, so he also made his team USA debut as well. But Barrett and, and Brunson really, uh, really showing themselves in a really imp- impressive way so far in this international stage. Tommy, how impressive have you been with Barrett and Brunson so far? Hard not to be impressed, DJ. Um, you talked about it on Sunday. Uh, they scored a com- in respect of Team Canada and Team USA wins. They scored a combined 53 points on 22 of 23 shooting. Um, yeah. You're not, you're not going to get much better than that. Um, again, exhibition. We're not going to put too much stock into it. Um, surrounded by other great, other great players. Um, you know, so we're not going to go crazy. We're not going to say, you know, this is uh, automatically means that an MVP season is in, incoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, uh, uh, you know, uh, encouraging. It's good to see RJ um, playing with another uh, All NBA talent in Shea Gilders Alexander. Kind of establish himself as a, at least yep. for one game. Um, the best player on the floor by a wide margin. Um, and also with Brunson, I think in addition to the uh, offensive efficiency, which we, you know, we know that he can do, we've spent the, the better part of the last, um, you know, 12 months or so watching that up close and personal um, during the regular season, then even more so in the postseason. Um, it's it's encouraging to see how Kerr and all his teammates really seem to lean on him and kind of point out him as the leader. Um, again, as we've talked about time and again, so much of the greatness of Jalen Brunson um, is his production on the court. But there's a, a slice there um, that goes into his overall value. That's his leadership and confidence and uh, just kind of the way he um, leads the, the, the troops on the court. Um, and for him to kind of step into that leadership role as a 26-year-old on Team USA. Um, again, this is not the, you know, 32-year-old Jordan and Magic and Bird, you know, uh, on the tail end of their careers. Right. There's a lot yeah. of younger guys and, um, you know, not not many uh, old-school respected veterans on the squad. But, again, a lot of prideful, great players. Um, so it's great to see um, uh, Brunson kind of establish himself as that, that alpha in Team USA. Yeah, on the Brunson note, I mean – I'm really excited for what we're going to see with Jalen Brunson's upcoming season. I, I think perhaps somehow he may still be underrated, which is kind of crazy to think about. But, I mean, I'll be honest, coming into the USA, uh, I thought he should start. I thought he would be the starting point guard. But given some of the other high-end talent, some guys that people look at as future superstars in this league, I thought maybe we see Jalen Brunson maybe kind of take a back seat a little bit at least. Maybe he kind of – you know, runs a team that really doesn't look for a shot or really doesn't play all that aggressive. I mean, Jalen Brunson is the best player on Team USA. And I don't know if it's even really that close 
when I watch these games. I mean, he 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 the way he orchestrates the team, the way he knows where everybody is. I mean, I think his passing has been great so far in this tournament and these uh expression games as well. But then again, the scoring efficiency, and it just looks like he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. It's almost like he's like, oh, okay, we need to get some buckets. All right, let me just ride off three or four in a row here and get us, you know, back up to a 10-point lead. Oh, we need to get some guys with shots. Okay, let me get some guys open. I mean, the way he's able to control the floor and dominate the game right now is really impressive. And I, I think the Knicks should be excited because I think what you saw last season was not some fluke. I think that I don't think any of us thought it was, but I think there was kind of this idea that, you know, Jalen Brunson is playing with guys who were, you know, top number one picks in draft, like, you know, a guy like uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. He's playing with guys that were lottery picks, guys that were, again, very highly regarded. And, you know, you have this guy, second round pick, underside. You know, you kind of wondered, like, you know, how would he fare amongst some of the, the most impressive athletes NBA has to offer? The fact that he's come in and he's, like, taking over the team and it's essentially his team. And you have a multiple-time NBA championship coaching Steve Kerr pretty much identifying almost immediately that this is going to be Jalen Brunson's team. I, I do think I don't want to understate Barrett. I will talk about Barrett as well, but I think the Brunson development and what has happened at Team USA, I think is very, very good news for the New York Knicks. It's a great question. Is Jalen Brunson underrated or overrated at this point? I, I think you could probably make an argument both ways. What's kind yeah. of wild when you think about it, Brunson's never made an all-star team, let alone yeah. a, a, an all-NBA team. You know, you just assume, you know, he's kind of viewed as such as as a, as a one of the top 15, 20 best players in the NBA. And obviously among this group of guys where Edwards was an all-star, Halliburton was an all-star over Brunson, um, yeah. you know, plenty of other talented, you know, top-tier players. Um, but, you know, Brunson's kind of established himself. So, um, yeah, I, I do think he's a little bit underrated at this point. Again, as you mentioned, you know, still kind of, coming out of that shadow of a second round pick as a guy that, you know, wasn't really, you know, universally pursued on the free agent market, um, even though everyone basically assumed he was, you know, destined for New York. Um, but still, his, and again, his $100 million contract seems like an insane, um, you know, value, even, even more so now than we did, uh, than we thought so in, in the days to come. But um, yeah, I'll be interested to see. It's one of those things we can check out too. Like, what are the MVP odds on Brunson mm, coming into the I season? Know. Because if the Knicks somehow get a top two, three seed, you know, yeah. we're talking about the craziness in Philly, Boston now with Porzingis, you know, a seven foot three dude. We know about his his injury history. Um, he's going to miss FIBA because of plantar fasciitis, four to six weeks yeah. of recovery time. Um, you know, Milwaukee dealing with, uh, you know, uh, Giannis not playing in FIBA due to knee injury. He'll likely be fine, but we know about Middleton's injury history. Um, there's a potential there for the East to see a little bit of a shakeup. Um, and if somehow the Knicks can, uh, you know, not not go crazy and win 60 games, but win 50 plus games and, you know, sneak into that second, third seed, um, there will be plenty of buzz about Brunson um, generating uh, some some MVP conversation stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see kind of how it plays out over the next uh, few weeks. And, you know, we still got another couple of weeks before the actual season, the actual FIBA yeah. tournament starts. So, right. um, obviously, he'll, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, I assume he'll continue to play well. He'll certainly get opportunities to play well. Um, but again, just another confidence building, um, you know, kind of mechanism for Brunson to uh, to kind of escalate his game and stature uh, around the league and around the world. It's, I'm so happy you mentioned the, the MVP odds because when I saw the numbers Brunson put up and I see the way he's played, I, I also wondered, I was like, throwing some ducats down on a Brunson MVP season, I don't, I think. I probably would pay you a fortune if he somehow yeah. uh, wins it. I mean, I, I don't think that it's a, it's an completely insane bet because and we'll talk about Barrett right now, but like 
Number one, I think the Knicks have a very good chance to start the season off really strong. And just and um, just in, just in, in reference to the Brunson thing, has there ever been an MVP, a guy, let alone win MVP, but finish top three in MVP that was never an All Star prior All-Star, to the right. year? You know, I guess you know. I don't know. If it was Rose was probably a, a, an All Star the year before he won MVP? Yeah, yeah. He probably. I think he was an All Star. Yeah, I don't know. Probably if he, was. He, an I might, might not have been All NBA, but right, he right, right. Okay, point being, it's very, obviously very rare for a player yeah. to make a jump from non All Star to MVP. Be even consideration. I know, but I think with the way Brunson is playing, and a guy who appears to be getting better still, yeah, uh, I, I would, I would, I would throw again. I would throw a ducket down potentially on that, and I think that I'm not saying he would win, but I think he'll be in that race maybe longer than people would expect. Like we'll maybe still be in February, being like, hey, he's still in the mix. Yep. You'll be looking at yourself saying, hey, I'm going to get $10,000 off of the yep. Jalen Brunson bet that I put it in back in August for him to win the MVP. Uh, and, the, and the thing I was talking about as well with, with the Knicks starting off well, Barrett also really impressive. I think you got to love to see, one, the shot making and the efficiency. That's one of the biggest things we talked about with RJ Barrett, essentially for most of his career. And it's been the big bugaboo is can he – continue to be effective while remaining efficient. And you have a game where you score 31 points on 14 shots. That's about as efficient as you can get. Um, I think his jump shot, it's funny. His jump shot looks a little, I think a little unorthodox, but it seems much smoother now. Um, I, I think he looks a lot more comfortable shooting the shot, even if it doesn't look like the, the prettiest. Um, th- these are swishes that are going through in terms of those uh, spot out threes. And his finishing around the basket, really, really solid. I mean, Obviously, three for the 14, he's doing perfect to finish around the basket. But it just seemed like he knew exactly where he needed to get to, the right English off the class. Is R.J. Barrett maybe in a position from what you've seen? Because he's pretty, pretty much played well during this entire international stretch as well. This 31-point game was the big explosion, but he's had he's been efficient the entire time. Uh, are you maybe looking to see R.J. Barrett potentially take a step up this year, given what you've seen so far? Um, we'll talk about Byron in a second. Uh, I just looked it up on Bet US. Uh, yeah. Brunson's MVP odds sixty-five to one. Um, so uh, obviously, uh, you know, pretty good odds there. Guys that are ahead of Brunson, just for comparison's mm-hmm. sake, Siakam fifty to one. All these guys are fifty to one. Wow. Siakam, Sabonis, Paul George, Julius Randle, Jamal Murray, Trey Young, James Harden. LOL. Brandon Ingram, Kyrie Irving. Um, and wow. then, you know, and then 40 to one, you got the Anthony Edwards, uh, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Zion Williamson, the Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Dame Lillard. So, uh, shake that's, that's, that's a, that's, that's a ridiculous list to me. Yes. Some of those guys ahead of Brunson, like even Julius, I heard Julius Randall. I was like, what? Right. Like, right. and, and it's because to me, so much about MVP is, is narrative. So like, yes, the Knicks are a great team. Yes. Brunson is going to get the credit. That, that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, I was. I'm a little surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised at the number. I'm surprised that right. some of those guys, Brandon Ingram, that's some of the things I was like, what? Like, Same. Also, sixty-five to one. Larry Markkinen, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so that's the that's where Brunson is. So I I, I like the odds, obviously. Wow. Brunson. Uh, R.J. Barrett. Uh, yes, probably more important um, in terms of whether they play well over the next mm-hmm. three weeks in FIBA. You know, if Nick fans could choose one one guy to dominate and 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 have a break quote-unquote breakout uh FIBA tournament um they most would certainly choose a Barrett um more important for his confidence 
um, you know, more important for, you know, kind of the carryover effect into the start of next season. And if we're being honest, probably more important for trade conversations um, that OG on and OB stuff is still floating around out there. Um, again, you know, we'll see how that, that kind of plays itself out, but um, you know, maybe it's good for Tibbs to see RJ take a little bit more of a, 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 you know, a role, even though, you know, some folks on Twitter act like Barrett wasn't given an opportunity to score. Dude did take 16, you know, 15 shots a night. Um, but yes, uh, we saw most importantly is the efficiency we need to see from RJ was five of five from downtown. Um, again, not going to read too much into it. We've seen RJ get hot for weeks at a time and then go cold for weeks at a time thing. I want to see from RJ and, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the points he scored, um, I didn't watch the whole Canada game, just watch the highlights, um, was his driving left. And he's going to be able to do that against teams that have no, you know, the, this is not NBA scouting reports. Uh, these aren't, you know, these aren't the, the, the you know, game six of a, of a seven game series where the Heat have seen him right. drive left every time he gets the ball right. um, and, and attempt to slow him down or, or wall him off and prevent him, you know, force him right, et cetera. Um, so, but I did see a couple times where he drove into the lane and threw a hook pass to the corner for a three. That's the type of stuff that I'd love to see from RJ, kind of diversify his finishing portfolio. Obviously, increase his field goal percentage around and at the rim, but also keep his head up, find open shooters, because he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do that next season. DiVincenzo on the floor. Um, uh, Jalen Brunson, obviously. Uh, you know, Quentin Grimes. Those are the type of shots that the Knicks should look to implement more frequently and RJ can definitely be one of those guys that can increase his assist numbers um, by doing that, getting into the paint, getting a foot in the paint, in the dot, uh, and then try to kick it out for open threes. Totally agree on that front. The other thing I thought that stood out to me in the RJ Barrett performance and like Germany had some small, smaller wings, but he looks huge. I mean, and it was something that I actually, when like we talked about it earlier this summer, I was a little concerned with. I've been saying I think he needs to drop some pounds to move some quickness. But he was physically imposing going to the rim. I mean, there were times where there's a big man there, and almost like the guy wasn't there because he was able to just power through. And R.J. Barrett is not necessarily an above-the-rim athlete. That's not the way he plays the game. He had a little bit more of that explosion earlier in his career. Maybe he is kind of developing and kind of – molding more into a bully ball type of player this was an instance where the bully ball stuff was working extremely well and it looked like it would because he looked like he was a man among boys he's playing against other professional players i mean franz wagner is on the court mo wagner is on the court dennis Schroeder is a point guard but he also was on the court and rj barrett looks like a man among boys so if that is something he can continue to translate into actually nba play when he is playing against other physical strong guys that's something to watch. I mean, he's still a guy who is growing, not growing in terms of height, but like he's he's maturing, he's developing, he's getting older. Maybe this is kind of the man body that we're kind of seeing RJ Parrott kind of grow into. Yeah, um, it's interesting to see whether, you know, he, he kind of, you know, how his kind of career kind of progresses going forward. Um, you know, whether he kind of views himself as a, you know, a slasher finisher or, you know, can prove that that three point shot. Um, yeah. it's, it's weird. We forget how young the kid is, you know, he just would be a year removed from Duke had he stayed, uh, had he not left there, yeah. you know? So, uh, you know, that's one of the things with Barrett and, and folks that uh, on Twitter that rightfully and, and Nick fans that rightfully defend, um, and, and refuse to con even consider trading him is that we, we aren't sure of what his upside is. We have an idea. Um, you know, I think we're probably more in the camp where his 
top tier is like the third best player on a really good team, you know, somewhere along the lines, maybe the second best player, um, you know, maybe a, you know, a, a fourth best player on a really good team on a championship level team where he can score 25 points if needed, but can also uh, improve, you know, defensively, et cetera. So, uh, but again, we don't know exactly where that, uh, you know, where that ceiling, certainly he views himself as, as a far better, uh, you know, yeah. finisher scorer, et cetera. Um, and this is one of those opportunities where he's, you know, kind of, you know, not the man because SGA is obviously, um, you know, a, a phenomenal player himself is going to have the ball in his hands. And also he looks really good too. I, I saw oh, a couple yeah. I saw a couple highlights where he's, you know, working that in and out dribble and taking a step back three. If Gilders Alexander starts knocking down threes on a consistent basis, anywhere near like a bubble, if he can shoot like 38% from three or, um, you know, with the way he can score in the paint and all floaters and stuff, I just don't know how you guard that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so for Barrett, he, you know, but there'll be games like, you know, and, and obviously not only did he score 31 points in, in the victory Sunday, scored the game winning bucket with a game tying bucket to force the game into overtime. Right. five seconds left um, against Germany scored five more points in overtime so um, he was the man on the floor that night and those are the those are the type of things that when he has to share the floor with Randall and Brunson he's not going to have quite as many opportunities so we'll see if he takes advantage of that uh, in Europe this summer it's going to be important if he is going for the Knicks whether it be Brunson Randall and also Tibbs to kind of maybe see Barrett can also be in that role as well. You don't got to relegate him always to being in the corner or being a third option. But um, it'll be very important to watch, continue to watch what happens with Brunson and Barrett. Also, again, Josh Hart playing for Team USA. He's playing mostly their second unit in, these, uh, in, in his, his debut with the Team USA. And then, of course, you got Evan Fournier still playing with France. We got a couple of weeks, almost less than a week, less than two weeks now, for, to the start of the FIBA World Cup in the uh, in Asia, you know, Japan, Philippines, where that'll be taking place this year. But 